good evening and welcome to this week's version of Chalk Talk, week five. Our guests tonight are Paul Eaton and Carl Cope, both England internationals. How are you both tonight, gents? You okay? Yeah, good. Thanks, Dave. Good, good thank you, Dave. Yeah, excited? Yeah. Yeah, of course you are. Of course you are. Okay, we'll get started um, with kind of both how you got into Paul originally. I think that's what, what people want to hear first. So we'll start with you, Paul, if you want to talk us back through it. How I got involved with Paul. Skiving school, usually, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, no, back when I was a teenager, probably 15, something like that. Um, local club, uh, Gresley. Friend of my school friend, a man um, asked me to go and play. Went and played for him. Uh, been playing ever since. Oh, brilliant. Um, so how long's that now? Nineteen eighty-five. So what's that? Thirty-eight. Best years. part of forty. Nearly forty. Years. Yeah. That's good. Still enjoying it as much now as ever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I love the game. I love the friends, the people I play with. So yeah, that's what keeps me going now. I suppose, really, to be honest, the people I play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you do build brilliant friendships with Impul. Um so we we'll completely agree with you there. Um how much has the game changed since since you started obviously with it being you know nearly 40 years. Out of a lot the rules have changed. Um the pubs have changed obviously there's nowhere near as many pubs now. Um so it's not as pub orientated now as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh the rules changed massively. It used to be the old two shots carry rules, old EPA that kind of thing where you didn't have to hit a cushion, you could roll up a bit like the Sunday league which you know, it's boring and nobody wants to watch or play most of the time, to be mm. honest. So, uh, such as the game's improved massively, um, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, and would you say it's it's more of a progression? Yeah, since, yeah. Since yeah, it's more it's more enjoyable now, more, you know, more watchable sort of thing for, you know, uh, people to, to just go and spectate and the events like the Trontelli. Without a doubt, nobody wants to watch people just tapping up to balls or, or you know, for an hour, two hours sort of thing, so... Yeah, of course, completely agree. Whilst I've got you talking, Paul, we have had a question in already um, from Kevin Chilton. So we'll get that in and we'll, we'll get you to answer it. He has asked um, who is better between Sheck and either of the Chambers brothers? Either of the Chambers brothers. <laughs> uh, well, as you know, is obviously I'm being put on the spot here because everybody knows that the three of them are good friends. But, uh, and you didn't want to speak about Sheck. But. So, yes, and Sheck's number one on... Uh, one of our lists, but um, that's a different uh, story, that is. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, John is is just different level, to be honest. Um, but uh, All three of them are brilliant. All three of them are brilliant. But for me, both John and Rob are just that slightly bit more special. Simple. Yeah, that's a fair answer. Okay. Um, so, Carl, we'll come on to you now. Um, we'll let Paul have a breather for a minute. <laughs> so... Obviously, you're fresh off the back of a your money match with George, um, just, just over forty k, not not much really. Um, how was that experience? Um, the whole build up to the game was so hard. Like I'd never really prepared for a game like that before. Like four weeks, like doesn't sound a lot, but I didn't touch a little, like one bit of alcohol, practicing every single day with like Jack Whelan, Liam White all top players, like, pushing myself as far as I could. And I just wanted to, like, sort of prove a point and manage to, with a massive crowd, which probably gives you that extra, like, boost as well. Mm-hmm. Which, it it was no feeling like it, really. 
yeah, it looked. I was I was watching live and it, it, it looked amazing. Obviously, I wasn't I wasn't in the building, but you say it gave you a boost. Was it, was it kind of like a massive pressure as well? Was it more? The question is more. Was it the biggest pressure game you've had? Probably not. No, because I didn't feel nervous once. I just felt like in a zone, mm-hmm. like not like in France where at the Worlds we were the only game on in that section. There's like 40 tables, only four tables on, they're all individual finals. Like That was like proper pressure. I don't know, I've always found it more nerve-wracking in a tournament than I have for money. I find it more enjoyable to play for money. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you've come, if you miss out on a title, they don't come round every week. You can play for money every week, sort of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Um, so you, you mentioned the crowd and... and how amazing that was. Um, how many were there in total? Well, they, they said they were going to cap it off at one three, no, 120. Mm-hmm. And I know that on the list there was 137 tickets gone. Really? And I've seen people that I know for a fact weren't on that <laughs> list. So, the, but then there would have been a few that couldn't make it. I mean, Paul was there in the crowd. I, re- I reckon one, 120. I know what you think Paul yeah easily probably there was probably a touch over to be honest it was full um, yeah definitely 120 folk in there yeah it, it looked um it looked brilliant in in terms of your, op- your opponent obviously George who we will be having on the show in a few weeks time um people regard him as the best money match player there's ever been you've won 25 15 um <laughs> you know I d- I'm not sure what that does for your your status anyway but how good does that feel to to win by such margin as well yeah, I mean, of course you want to win, but to win by that scoreline, it's like that extra bit special, especially when obviously his nickname the real number one, mm-hmm. and obviously, but yeah, George is is really good for the game. People, yeah. you either love him or you hate him, and I mean, for four weeks I had to hate him. Like, you can't laugh at his posts. I mean, I deleted Facebook for the last week because I know he likes to get involved with social yeah, media, yeah. and I just didn't want anything to put me off. I was just in the zone. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I was going to ask you about did you did you practice with any of the big players before this game? But you've obviously mentioned Jack Whelan and, and Ian White already. Would was that kind of were you practicing every day or was it you know? Yeah. Yeah. Every single day. Um, the only day that I took lightly was the Friday before the game. I just literally had an hour and a half with Rob, and that was it. But on the Thursday, I'd. Two races to 25 with Jack Whelan, and he gave me a very good scene to both times. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's nice of him. Yeah, it was... But it, it's, I knew that George didn't have the kind of power that Jack has. Like, mm-hmm. you will... If you dry break for half an hour against Jack, you're going to be in your seat for that half an hour because he's, his break's that good. He doesn't miss balls. Like, his ears another level. Yeah. Like, another level... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Is there going to be a rematch on the cards? Are you going to go to him? <laughs> well, this is funny, bit, to be honest, because when the game was being arranged and when Dave was talking to him, obviously, because they pay for his flights, accommodation, and um, Dave was sort of saying, um, what about if we just don't pay your flights, accommodation, and you don't pay Kyle's when come to a rematch and George says there's no way Kyle's going to come to Dublin after I beat him in your place oh okay and obviously I've won 25-15 and a couple of his managers that sort all his money and the rest of it 
have pretty much pushed it away. Already? They said maybe in the future, but then one of his managers says maybe in the future, but Kyle is only going to improve. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but... I'd love to go. I'd love to go Dublin and play. Yeah, of course that would be that would be massive, and you you take a big following as well, no doubt. I reckon a plane would go. I reckon <laughs> we would have a plane for. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they are right though. You are only going to improve at your age, so they've probably got the right to be a bit worried. Um, but no, yeah, thank you for that. Um, we're going to go on to talk about England. Obviously, you both play. Um, pour your captain in as well. Um, I suppose this is kind of for, for both of you I'll, I'll let either of you take the lead um, how did you get into the England set up? Uh, me through through county I uh, originally got men's trials in 2009 uh, qualified for the men's team in 2009 um, then went back in 2010 because I took two friends with me who'd qualified for the following year uh, in Brett and uh, Brett Bailey and uh, Noga Sankey. Uh, neither of them got in. Noga, at the time, the seniors' trials was open, so um, I'd convinced Noga to go for the seniors' trials because he'd had a nightmare in the men's. I said, you can't play that bad twice. Uh, he said, well, I will if you're going, you know, because it was open. So I went in it just so that it'd stop, really. Um, I ended up winning six out of six at the time and getting a place in it. Um but then obviously I had the choice then. I'd got to pick whether I want to stop with the men's or the seniors because mm. I couldn't do both. So um, I waited till Nogger and Nogger got in uh, on the very last frame against a lad from Warwickshire, uh, Neil King. So as soon as Nogger got in, I just picked the seniors then and I've been playing for the seniors ever since. Yeah, brilliant. And when did the captaincy come about? Uh, probably 2014 from memory. Um, 2014. Um, it all changed in like who was running the England setup and things like that. And uh, I ended up captaining an event in Malta. Uh, I think that, actually, that was 2013. Uh, and then I got it full time, then probably about 2014, 2015. Um, and I've just done that ever since, really. Yeah, and it's it's been some run, by the way, since then. Yeah, yeah, we've had a good run. Um, yeah, I can't complain. It's uh, Yeah, we've had a good run. How good was it to come away as, as Nations champions? Yeah, this this time, yeah, it was great. It was uh, strong Nations Cup, and um, yeah, it, it's it was the first one that I won with both Rob and John in the team as well, which made it uh, a little bit better, sort of thing, when you win it with a couple of mates. But yeah, it's Nations Cup. I've done uh, six times now, I think, and captained it four times. So uh, that tournament's been kind to me over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so speaking of Rob and John, um, we've had a couple of messages in from Rob, so. We'll see what he said here. So his first one, ask Kyle if he practiced with John Chambers before his match. <laughs> I think he's uh, trying to dig John out here a little oh, bit. Oh, is he? Uh, we did practice, yeah. And I won on a decider. I think he's just trying to uh, <laughs> dig John out a little bit. Oh, there. dear. And he's also said, ask Kyle what score I predicted for his game against George if his intensity was there. Um... Rob always talks to me about intensity. He's massive on it when it comes to me. I, obviously, he sees me more than what I see myself. Like I don't really... Obviously, you can't see yourself play. Mm-hmm. And Rob loves... I practice with him a lot. He loves telling me how I'm playing. He'll, he'll tell me if I'm playing bad. He'll tell me if I'm playing good. But 
I do remember him talking to me about intensity, but I don't remember what... He's not going to be happy now, but I don't remember what scoreline he predicted, but I'm guessing it was 25-15. I'm, I'm going to assume that I'm was... I'm going to guess that because... That's yeah, what I'm sure Rob will let us know. I don't um, think he would have mentioned it if not. <laughs> in the coming moments. <laughs> now, cheers for that, Rob. Um, we've also had a question in from Adam Edwards, and it's for you, Paul. How could the county setup be improved, in your opinion? The county setup be improved? Does he mean... Our county set up or the whole county set up? That's, yeah. that's the thing. If it's he the has whole county set up, as in like the whole country, then it's hard. It's hard to really change it from what it is. County pools, county pool. You've got you know one your counties in each region, and and that's that. Really, the, the bit that lets county pool down now is, in my opinion, the the finals. Um, they need a home for the finals. Um, they lost Selsey, which a lot of people moaned about and said they didn't like going there, but. I think the majority of them now would realise what a good thing they had there because, uh, my personal opinion, Selsey was the best venue for county finals. But so, other than the actual, you know, finals, um, I don't see where it can improve that much. Really, it can only be as good as the players that are playing in it. Yep. Okay, that's fair. He he has elaborated a little bit, and he has put an extra bit on here. Um, should there be, and I'm sorry for this, should there be a C team, C team section? Is <laughs> what well, I always joke about the C team. Me and John have always joked about it over the years, and the, uh, no, I don't uh, agree with C team section for County Pool. I think that's where uh, Blackball messed up with the C team. It's for me they should have got rid of the C team and had like an interleague. Uh, for them kind of play, you know, for the lower players coming through, them to just breaking through, because mm. uh, then they can play in interleague, a bit like the EPA does. Um, that's the only problem. It would probably be copying the, EP, the old EPA uh, a little bit too much. So the C team works for us. Um, the only problem with C, with C teams, which is getting better, is not all the counties could get a C team, so therefore you weren't getting full representation in regions, yeah, which is course. why I was a little bit not against the C teams, but... Uh, yeah, it's. I was never a fan, but it's great. It's grown on me a bit. But I had a joke about it earlier on social media, so I think that's why he's asked. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, he's also put another bit at the end that says, "Should seniors be made fifty years?" I'm, I'm guessing he means over fifty over years 50s. Um, and above, as most seniors play men's as well. Yeah, yeah. The the, the age, the age for the seniors was too low at forties. It was going to be changed to fifties. They were going to wear up it a year every year. They basically did it for one year, realised it was going to take too long, so they bought a Masters category in as well. But I can't disagree. Fort is too young, to be honest, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it needs to be older. Um, whether it be 50, I'm not not sure. But certainly, uh, you know, somewhere in between 40 and 50, definitely not. Fort is too young. Okay, brilliant. Thank you for the question, Adam. That was a good one. Um, so, Rob has written back in, and he said that you'd win by 10. So Yeah, I was... Uh I was expecting that. Yeah, he doesn't remember Rob at all. So, um, so we've had a message from Chris. Do we know Chris? Yeah. yeah. What's the first thing you did after beating George? Keep it PG. All oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first thing I did, I can't even remember. I mean, after getting, okay. all <laughs> if you can remember, you gave it to the board. Had a shot. I can remember you coming. Oh yeah, there you go. I had a shot. <laughs> I mean, I think it took me 45 minutes to put my queue away. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally couldn't, obviously, how busy it was. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. get my queue away. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on the stream. I I, I nearly wouldn't, couldn't shake George's yeah, hand. Yeah, I saw you had to usher people out of the way so yeah, you could ben, shake his hand. Obviously, yeah, obviously, my manager for that game and my boss at work wouldn't even let me shake the man's hand. 
But um, yeah, it, was, it must have been have a shot, and then within the hour, I was home and changed and out celebrating. Yeah, fair play. I don't blame you. Okay, no, brilliant. Keep the questions coming in, guys. Um, really appreciate them. So we'll go back onto back onto England and how you've both been doing. Um, obviously, Paul, you're a, a world champion as well. Yeah, uh, last yeah, back end of last year, we had the world championships in France, like Kyle's mentioned, where we had a great tournament. To be fair, uh, again, myself, Rob, and John, um, yeah, camped in the seniors to uh, to the world title, which is the first time I've won that. So. That's it now. I've uh, ticked all the boxes, so that that was me. Uh, that was the one that I've been chasing for a few years. I've lost in the twi- in the final twice, um, so yeah, it's nice to get that one out of the way. Yeah, I can imagine that's brilliant. Um, as as Paul mentioned, you were there as well, Kyle. Um, won the singles and doubles in France. Yeah. Um, talk to us about how amazing that must have felt. Um, I'll start with the doubles because that was first. I mean. I think without sounding arrogant, I think me and Charlie together, we had to be probably top three favourites to actually win it. Mm. But then obviously you get there and then the tables are playing nice. The tables are probably playing generous. There's a lot of good players there. It's first of fours. And then, I don't don't know, all I remember is don't actually remember any of the other games other than the quarterfinal where I couldn't actually pot a ball. Char- Charlie played really well. I couldn't pot a ball. And after we won the quarterfinal, I just sort of thought, well, yeah, we're going to win it now. Mm-hmm. If I always feel like when you win something, you have to overcome something in that tournament that's, that makes you think, yeah, it's sort of your time now. And we were like, I think we were 3-1 down in the final, first to four, and we've won 4-3. And it's just them little things that you look back at and it was just probably meant to be. Because I think barring a semi-final, I think we didn't really play that well. Whereas the Nations Cup just gone, me and Charlie, we were were unplayable. I think in the first few rounds we dropped like two or three frames at the Nations Cup just gone. But I think it's added nerves as well at the Worlds, isn't it? I think extra pressure... Um, better opponents, more countries there. Yeah. I think I don't know, but yeah, when when we actually won, the feet well, just before the final, my tip flew off against France, <laughs> just before the final, and I think was you watching that game, Paul? Yeah. And um, John went and got my uh, tip read on by a Scottish, and I still haven't gotten the pint that um, I had to give him. For doing my tip. All right, okay. And it turns out we're playing two Scottish in the final of the doubles. <laughs> and obviously, they were cursed and we won 4-3. But, yeah, it was crazy how it all happened, really. And then, obviously, onto the individuals. I don't think that actually sank in until I was back. I think, obviously, you're playing team pool, doubles, individuals. You're playing so much pool. In some In some ways, it's probably good because you don't, get a chance to think about it or yeah. anything like that the night before mm-hmm. think oh I'm in a world final tomorrow you're thinking oh I've got a team match at nine a doubles match at whatever time and then you've got your singles at that time so in that sense it's good but yeah that was another great feeling that probably will never ever forget ever no yeah it's it's an incredible achievement that um, whole event was a different class they wanted the old, the old the yeah. world's in France it's 
it was different gravy, to be honest. Uh, they they pulled out all the stops they did. It was an unbelievable event. Um, from literally parading you through the streets to you know, the great big theatre thing, doing like a show for you, and you know, it was an unbelievable event. It's, I've been lucky enough. I've been to all the world championships since 2010, uh, and France was head and shoulders different gravy to all of them. It was, it was great. Yep, Rob and John said the same when they were on the show about how well it was run and, and how good the time was there. It was actually on French television. Oh, really? I'm sure, like, the stream tables were French television. And obviously you had, like, school trips coming in on all the tiered seating. Like, it was, I think it's all government-funded in France. Okay. So they just make it the best event possible. I mean, a school trip to watch a pool world final sounds incredible. I mean, we yeah. used to get taken to, like, a cave or something yeah. back in the day. So <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Um, I've got a couple more questions that have come in, guys. Um, people at home are doing my job for me tonight, so... Uh, keep them coming. Um, Pooch, as Thomas asked you, Paul, who you think the most overrated pool player is in the area? The most overrated pool player? And they are probably listening, so... God. Depends how people rate him, really. I'll say Shaq, just to wind him up. I'll, uh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, it's a bit longer than I thought. Um, I don't know, that's an odd one that is because I don't, I don't know how he means like as in like it's an odd one does it mean on like how people have ranked in like such as the local leagues or something like I don't know, yeah, it's an I odd mean, one maybe, really maybe someone that's, that gets shouted about a lot that isn't as good in your eyes um, God, that's put me on the spot that is probably on the spot. Pooch did say he was going to ask a lot of questions tonight. Yeah, he'd already said, he'd already, he's already been on to me like today and yesterday saying he was going to ask questions, but uh, it was like, you don't know what they're going to be, obviously you don't know what they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> that one's got me stumbling. I don't. I really don't know where. I can, uh, I can. I'm going to have to come back to that one. I will answer it. I won't dodge it. I will answer it. He's, I'm going to have to come back to it. He said Sheck was the perfect answer. So <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I can ask you this next one that he's written in if you, if you really want me to. Um, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't do this. What do you think of women's pool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, probably, he's stitched I'm to probably here. being set up here, aren't I? It's, uh, people know what I'm like. What do I think to women's pool? Have you got security? No, there's no one here. So. <laughs> um, it's like anything. It's got its levels. Some of the women's... Paul is, is brilliant, such as like Yemi Cunningham's, that kind of thing, Yemi Beauchamp's, the top players, they're absolutely unbelievable. I won't want to play most of them, to be honest with you. But, uh, but in general, it, it's, it's, let's be honest, most of it, they, they don't, there's not enough women that play, so you don't get a, you don't get a fair, uh, you know, you can't judge it fairly. Mm-hmm. There's probably only one team in Burton, which is obviously uh, Yvonne Spenslove's uh, team. So a few local leagues. There's nothing to judge women's pool on, really. Yeah, there isn't, mm. as you say, there is that it, it one team. It was popular team. years ago, uh, and, it, and it was popular years ago. There was a lot of good ladies players about, um, but but now it's it's all gone. Um, you know, there's, there's some that have excelled, like Vonnie, Claire, people like that. Um, but uh, but no, I'm not... Women's pool's grown on me since I've been involved with the EBPF, but prior to that, I wasn't a fan of it, to be truthful with you. I couldn't You couldn't sit and watch it. It was like... Like watching old EPA, wasn't it? But uh, 
but yeah, no, it's uh, it's certainly got better. No, fair play to you for answering that because you didn't have to, but you have done. So massive fair play. Um, I'm going to ask the next one just because you stitched yourself up on social media by saying what I you know, didn't want to talk yeah, about. There's, so. there's all, well, I didn't say I didn't want to talk about. It, I was like, <laughs> it was a joke because yeah. people know what I'm like. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> international or Blackpool rules? <laughs> international bla- Blackpool rules all day long. International rules are complete. I can't swear, but uh, yeah. No, yeah, I've not, Blackboard I've, always had a shadow of a doubt. Not got a beep, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, thank you for not swearing. <laughs> um, International rules are just a basher's version of Blackboard rules. Simple as that, really. Yeah. All, all, the, all the old world rules players used to call Blackboard rules basher's rules. Well, they've made it worse because International rules are even more for bashers because you can just pot your opponent's ball and lose your turn. It's, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous, yeah. to be honest. Blackboard, I mean, for me, Blackboard's the way forward anyway, so... Um, no, fair play for answering them, Paul, because you you really didn't have to. Um, <laughs> uh, we've had another couple of questions come in. Um, your mate Chris is on to us again. Oh, Kyle, no. what's the last thing you did after beating George? If you can remember. The last thing I did? Um, well, it was going to sleep, weren't it? But before <laughs> that... Um, There's your answer. I, I can't remember. Uh, on to be truthful, I can't remember. Um, obviously, I've, I've gone to Ashby, and then obviously at the end of the night, I must have just gone to bed, and that's it. So, in terms of the last thing I did, I think he's just trying to stitch me up here because yeah, I think oh, I think so. Them two questions, but he knows we've got this little um, a little bit of lingo between me, Chris, and Charlie as we shared together in Bridlington. And I'll ask him if he's doing something and he'll say, it's the first thing I'm doing or it's the last thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. So this hence why he's asked me what the first and last thing is, just to put me on the spot. Well, we'll, we'll move on then. Yeah, uh, definitely. We're, we're going we're to just put it down Block as you, go, you and, go and sleep. Um, unfortunately, I can't. So, Chris, if you want to ask anything else, just jump it in. <laughs> Kyle's loving it here. Um, Rob's put another couple of messages in. Um, firstly, Paul, he said, he said, well said, my captain, in regards to comments just made. And he's also said, Paul, do you think eating pizza away, playing for England at night time, should be made compulsory? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the future. We've never lost an event since. Well, there we go. There you go. Happy days. Keep the questions coming in, guys. We are enjoying them. Everyone's having a laugh. No one's crying just yet, so we'll keep moving. Um, what would you say your proudest moment is? Um, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably going to be something England-related, playing for your country. It doesn't get much better pride-wise than that. Um, so we'll start with you, Paul. Proudest moment. And if you you know, if you know can explain why, that'd be uh, Without a doubt, first time I pulled the England shirt on, going out for that first opening ceremony. Um, you just can't beat that feeling. It's, it's, uh, that's why I'm passionate about it. You know, um, some players don't like doing opening ceremonies, things like that, but that's why I'm passionate about things like that because I remember my first time and I know what it felt like and... I think it's an important bit of the tournament because for somebody that's there for the first time to put that England shirt on and walk out with all them players, it's you know something they'll never forget. Yeah, that's that's fair. It, you know, not everyone gets to experience that kind of feeling. Obviously, the pair of you have, um, Kyle. The first time you put on the England shirt, um, I was very young, so I think I was more just excited to play pool than what it actually meant, mm-hmm. like, because obviously I was like 14, 15, 
So I was just playing pool. Of course, it was brilliant. I knew I was playing for England, but you just sort of just at that age, you just want to play pool. I think in terms of like proudest moment, it would be like this year. This year, obviously breaking into the men's a, getting my first call up for the England men's a team. Either that, obviously, then going on to win the event with them, or winning the under twenty three World Championships in France, like. It's very close, but it's all England related. Like, I think in in any sport, your proudest moments are when you're achieving mm. something like that. Obviously, achieving playing for England or achieving winning a trophy or anything like that. And I think in terms of being proud, it's got, it's, it's all related to England. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to pick between, to be honest. Okay, that's. That is a fair response. I have got questions coming in um, everywhere here, so just bear with me, lads. Let's have a look. Who's this from? Chris has put a serious question in here, so we'll see how serious this actually is. Now, this is an interesting question because I wanted to do a show at some point of um, kind of like the top players' walk-on songs, if there was to be walk-on songs for players in events and he has asked what yours would be in a men's world final that is a is a good question he knows what it'd be as well oh, okay it'd be Kanye West all of the lights because in France um, before team final doubles final and singles final when I was walking over because obviously it was like 10 minute walk to the venue and Rob and John and Paul were already over there because obviously playing at different times I'd have my AirPods in just listening to that. and I, I'd, I'm not sure why he's asked me this because he knew the answer already. He just wanted the fans to hear it as well, Kyle, you know? I know. He just wanted to everyone hear it. He lost my voice, don't he? <laughs> no, Chris, keep him coming in. We're loving this. Absolutely loving it. Cohen's said, um, don't forget you practice with him before your big game. He had to, he had to, get, him, he had to get in, didn't he? So. Yeah, bless him. Um, yeah, I did have a game of Cohen. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but um, it might have been last week. But yeah, he's playing a lot as well, improving all the time. And he's been on here as well, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very confident lad. A lot more confident than me, I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you see him being kind of similar to yourself at your age now? Yeah, he's he's uh, the way uh, he's got to look at it is if he was comparing to me, is he 14 now? Mm-hmm. 14 and he's playing at quite a very, well, quite a good level and that's when I first picked up a queue so he's miles ahead of me so he can go to wherever he wants it's just how much he wants to apply himself and how much he wants to do it yeah of course of course um, Paul I'm going to ask you the same question because I like the question um, your walk on song in a final oh god I was well, really, I've got to stick with what I picked. I picked, I picked the walk-on song for the England team, which okay. was rocking all over the world. So, yeah, uh, great song. I picked it for the World Championships for you know, obvious reasons. Uh, we had amazing World Championships, the best we've ever had. So, I stuck with it, and it's, uh, it's what we use at the EBA. So, I'd stick with that because I do like it anyway, and I think it's appropriate. Yeah, brilliant, fair play. Um, Mark Sherratt's messaged. And, uh, <laughs> I love you really Shaq he, he's not telling the truth there Shaq um, he's, he's asked why you Rob and John bully him all the time <laughs> we don't bully him it's just that we're not like everybody else we tell him the truth 
this one just needs to be a little breeze to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently you've got a little group, and I can't, I can't name the group. We've got, we have got a group. I, was, I mentioned it earlier, and Sheck's number one in it by country mile. Um, there's me, Rob, John, Kyle. There's Brooke, There's a few of us in it, but Sheck's uh, number one. It's undisputed, and we. we we quite often say it. When he's long gone, he'll still be number one for quite a few years. Excellent. Okay, I've just had another message from Rob Chambers. Um, playing for your country is everything, and I mean everything. Team pool is where atmosphere is generated, and that's what sells black ball. It's head and shoulders above any other, which I think is a fair comment. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Rob, for writing that in. I have got a few more questions from people, but I'm just going to jump onto something I wanted to discuss with you two. It's something you both wanted to dis- discuss prior to the show. So we're going to go into it now, otherwise we'll, we'll have no time. Um, so that is the funding for international players. Um, I was quite stunned when I had Rob and John on the show and they mentioned that you don't get any. Mm-hmm. I, it baffled me because you're playing for your country and it has to be one of the only things in the world where you don't get funding for it. Um, I don't know, take it away, talk to me about that. It's, like I said, there's no funding, no funding for the international players. It, the only, like I say, the reason for mentioning it is you never know who's listening and you know anybody from big companies things like yeah, that because all the players um, they have to they have to do most of the funding themselves um, they do get a very very minimal amount from uh, from the EBPF the organisation but uh, it's basically a token gesture really but because there's that many you know with that many players they just haven't got the funds to to pay for them all sort of thing so uh, so yeah fun, uh, un- unlike you know, countries like France, um, like theirs is government backed, so all their players get everything paid for. Uh, you know, we don't get any of that. We rely on either your, your own money or if you're lucky enough to get sponsors, like personal sponsors, which can help with normally like a few hundred pounds for a shirt sponsor, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, if ideally you need some big company to come through to, you know, support the whole team sort of thing, really, uh, especially at the minute because. Uh, England's the best that's out there at the minute, without a shadow of a doubt. The last two events, we finished top of the medals table for the Worlds. Um, that gave me the best buzz ever, because uh, uh, I oversee the whole of the England setup as well. So to see England at the top of that medals table, um, that was brilliant for me. And they, didn't, they weren't just top, they absolutely smashed it. And then come the Nations Cup, the same again. The A sections uh, for the Nations Cup, we won every single category bar the Grand Masters, which uh, they lost in the final. Uh, and that's a new category. It's the first time it's been done. So, uh, But every other section we won. Uh, so England's absolutely smashing it at the minute. So, um, you know, funding is the one thing that they lack now. And, um, yeah, it's something that's fine. We're finding it hard to get. Um, we had a sponsor come through, a shirt sponsor for last year for the Worlds. We managed to get everybody, like, just basically the shirts paid for sort of thing. But other than that... Um, it's something we struggle with, really. Okay, so I mean, if you're if you're an England player and you've you've got to go, I don't know, you go in Malta, for instance. Yeah. How much How much are you looking at individually yourself? In, in, individually for each player to go to Malta, you're going to be talking best part of a thousand pound. By the time you've paid your flight, paid your hotel, um, you know, you, you best part of a thousand pound to go and represent your country. To represent your country, yeah. That's, that is outrageous. In fairness, um, you know. If you, if you are part of a big company and, you, and you're listening in, it's Paul is only going to get bigger, um, and especially with England. And, oh, it's you know. it's massive. Like I said, the the coverage it got in France said it all. Like Kyle touched on, it was on all their you know national telly. It was the crowd there was unbelievable. It was tiered seating, and 
it, I've never experienced anything like it. It's, it's massive, absolutely massive. Yeah. And it's getting like it's getting like that over here. Uh, Bridlington, you know, it was it was great. Um, like I say it's uh, it's a good opportunity, really, uh, because it's going to get more and more coverage, whether it be streaming coverage, telly coverage, shirt sponsors, anything like that. It's um, you know, it's all it's all getting big. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm by no way assuming how much money people have got, but Kyle, it must be even harder for someone of your age or, you know, similar people to yourself to raise these funds to go and play for your country? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been lucky in terms of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have five sponsors over a year, um, but obviously not everybody's that fortunate. So if you say a £1,000 for somebody who's not long left school, well, because obviously that's parents that say, 19, something like that, that's might just be an apprentice, maybe earning like a thousand pounds a month, and but they can't get a sponsorship, but they don't want to lose the opportunity to go and represent the country. Yeah, of course. It puts yourself in a situation that you, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't feel anybody should miss out on that chance due to not being able to afford it. So, like you say, if anyone, if anybody like could could do a whole team sponsorship, that'd be brilliant for everybody because obviously some people are a lot more fortunate than others that maybe can afford it or even get the sponsorship or whatnot but I don't think it should come to that yeah so that's just me personally no I I agree I mean there are people out there that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this um and you know at some point we will be fortunate enough for someone to get involved and I, I believe that I think People didn't expect this show to be kind of, I'm not saying it's successful, but it's it's being listened to a lot. And nobody really expected that. People are starting to kind of realise just how big Paul is now because people didn't, a few years ago, I don't think people did. And it's taken off and hopefully the right person comes in and gives these people these opportunities. Um, we've had a few more messages, so we, we might as well go into it. Um Sheck said you're being more polite than usual, Paul. Yeah, I have to be. I said I was on, I said I'd be on best behaviour. He's he's doing very well, Sheck. Don't ruin it for to, don't ruin it for us I'm now. Not allowed Come to on. swear, Sheck. He was honest about you before the show, and that's that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rob has asked Paul who helped you pick that song. Rob did. There we go. <laughs> that's why he messaged in there. <laughs> um, Kyle. Dad has messaged in, of course. Senior Cope. <clears throat> Here he is. Kyle was playing from the age four, square and compass, standing on a stool. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that because obviously I clearly cannot remember that. Well, you know, it put the theory of you starting at 14 out the window. But Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been playing. <laughs> Secretly practising, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. I've Table been playing since I was in nappies. <laughs> Um, uh, brilliant! It's good that it's good that your dad's messaged in. That's good stuff, because obviously he plays himself. Did he? You know, how much help has he been over the years? I mean, obviously with him playing. In terms of me actually getting into pool, obviously a massive help because it was my dad's pool team that was short that I had to go and help out. Didn't know how much I'd like it. Started missing football training. Blah blah blah. To get to where I am now, but. I don't think he'll like me saying this. In terms of actually getting to a level that I'm at now, 
which is whatever level it is, which I don't really judge myself on anyway. I've just sort of done it all on my own in terms of practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting into pool, yeah, I wouldn't be playing if it weren't for my dad. No. Yeah, of course. I appreciate the honesty there. Um, Pooch has asked a couple of questions. So firstly, he's asked how you got on in your game against Dave Gilbert today. <laughs> um, Talk us through it. We played first 25, black ball rules, and I won 25-14. And we then played again to 10, and I won 10-7 or 10-8. I can't remember which, but yeah. Um, he needs to get back on the snooker table. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you heard that, Dave. Um, I hope he did as well, because he does need to. <laughs> um, and Pooch has also asked Kyle, what do you reckon to the field at Potter's in the 100-man £100 a man comp? Um, I don't know it. Oh. I don't know it. I, I think Jack's been mentioned and Tom Cousins has been mentioned. Oh, really? Um, shall I have a quick look? Um, yeah, you can do. Shall I have a look now? Let's see who's in it. I think I saw Clint's in it. Here we go. Dave Gilbert, Carl Cope, Harry Farrell, Mark Sherrett, Wayne Saidler, Connor Jones, Danny Inlees, Tom Jones, Scott Pope, Jack Whelan, Tom Cousins, Clint. Yeah, that's a <laughs> very, very good standard, yeah. Um, what date was that again? That is the 20th of June. 20th of oh, June. No, it's not. I'm lying. Oh. oh. Fifteenth of July. Fifteenth of July. So, if you've got nothing on that day, guys and girls, get it in your diary because the standard on that day is going to be outrageous. Yeah. Um, so the answer know. to that question would be yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's very high, which uh, I'm not very happy about as a minute. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. I can imagine the experience itself will be incredible. Some of them players that are in it, but you know, get up and support the local club. I suppose I'd say as well. Oh yeah, definitely. I think. What that club has already done for the town, mm-hmm. it's already. I don't know if you went in when it was Swaddling Coat Snooker Centre. Yeah, I used to play in the, yeah, in the snooker leagues. Yeah, it wasn't enjoyable to play there. When it, was it was just a quiet like we went up one night, and I just remember being we were the only people in there on a far cold. snooker table, and yeah. yeah, just a lot different now. Yeah, um, what the, what they've done there. I mean, especially for me in terms of sponsorship and whatnot. But what the, what it's actually done for the area, I mean, you see kids in there all the time. I mean, if I was to have kids, I'd know where I'd rather than be on the streets or just playing pool in a club. It's a very good environment. Yeah, of course. Do they do they allow kids of all ages? Because I know some certain places only yeah. allow, you know. See, that's... Any age. That's S- good. School holidays, it's crazy. Yeah, that. I bet. Yeah, and they do an academy on a Saturday morning for basically anything up to 18. Um for like two hours, coaching, lunch and stuff like that, for like, I think it, I don't know if it's £10, something like that. Okay, I didn't but know they did that, that's pretty, that's pretty wicked. Yeah, it is good, really good. Okay, Um, what we're going to do lads, we've, we've probably got about 10 or so minutes before we need to come off air, so what we're going to do is we're going to go into the five-a-side teams. <laughs> um, Paul, I know you requested 20-a-side, unfortunately <laughs> mate, <laughs> we've only got 10 minutes, so... 
what I've, what I've decided to do, we did it with Rob and John. Um, Kyle, I'm going to make you pick a, a local-based five-a-side team. And Paul, you can pick an England-based. Okay? Yeah. So, Kyle, you've been pointing at Paul to go first all day. You can go first on this one. Right, okay. Um, local. You're number one, by the way, so you just need to pick four players. Oh, four. <coughs> I think Rob and John. Um, He's bottled it. Told me he wasn't going to put them in. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I wanted to name uh, a different side. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the reserves here. <laughs> uh, um, Rob and John. Um, I think Brad Williams, even though he's not playing at the minute, but I've still played with him and seen how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, four, and even there's about fifteen, sixteen lads at home going. Pick me, Carl. Pick I don't me. know in terms of the. Um, Player, I think that I've actually played with. I think it'll be his first mention as well. It's got to be Pooch, because as much as he might not be the likes of John and Rob on the table, he he's still a seventy-eight percent player, mm-hmm. and what he brings to a team in terms of atmosphere-wise, he's definitely worth having in your five-a-side team. Yeah. So yeah, that's my five. It's a steady five, you know. Yeah, it's a steady five. We might win some stuff. Yeah, we might win a, f- a thing or two. Fair play, um, so Paul. You've had about three minutes there to to whittle your players down from twenty to four. So, so players that I've played with international is this? Yeah, we'll do what you've played with. Otherwise, it's going to be a yeah, massive pull. Yeah, say it? it's going to be very odd. Um, See, I could cheat a bit, really, because for me, Rob and John come as one, they're not classed as two, because having played with them for 30-odd years... I'm still trying to whittle these places is, No, they are two, though, because as though they're both brilliant individually and 100% know that they're better together. Mm-hmm. It's what, what they bring together to a team yeah. is just... A package. Phenomenal, yeah, they're a package. It's, so, but... Uh, so yeah, you know, for me they're just one. But uh, on, top of, on top, on no. top, on top of that, it's uh, Andy Lucas. That's shadow of a doubt. Kev Seaman. Um, I've played with these in all the international teams. We've won the Europeans, the the worlds a lot. It's uh, without a shadow of a doubt they'd be in it. And then one who somebody that I've always looked up to. I just think he's brilliant on and off the table. Is another one that brings so much to a team is Papa Webb, Steve Webster. He's, uh, he's unbelievable. So if you're making me have one job, uh, Robin you gotta, you gotta, two, that's you gotta, four. You've so got to cut if, one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, but yeah, so if I cut one, um, because Papa Webb's packed up now, I'd cut him out and I've. I'd have, to, I'd have to stick with the team that I'm with now because I do believe that they're the best that there is out there. That's Andy Lucas, Kev Seaman, Robin John, that shadow of a doubt. Okay, fair play. That's two very strong teams, lads. Who wins? Mine, without a shadow of a doubt. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we win. Well, I don't know, we've got we've both got Rob and John. Yeah, they're going to have to play against each other, aren't they? Yeah, I think, obviously, having Pooch in my team, he's in, <laughs> he's in heads rent-free before we even start. So, we'll leave it there. Brilliant. No, thanks for that, uh, gents. That's brilliant. Um 
my next question for you both, something I was, I was quite intrigued about, something I asked Rob and John as well. Um, who is both of your toughest opponents you've ever played against? Single player, if it was single frame pool, who's, who's the one that you've looked at? And got, whether it be for England, whether it be locally, who's the one you've looked at and gone, wow, okay. Um, a bit like I do when you step in the wiggy. <laughs> um, um, for me, yeah. it's definitely Conor Treacy without like, a shadow of a doubt. That is it. He's my bogey player. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's very good. But I just can't beat him. I have numerous occasions had golden chances to beat him. And I've always lost to him on deciders. I've beat him once in practice. So you can't even count it, really. But, yeah, Conor Treacy for me. Yeah, fair answer. Fair answer. <laughs> Paul shaking his head. He's got another 20 to pick from, so uh, you have to just, give us a minute. Yeah, it's... It's really impossible, that is, for me, to be truthful. Um, there's that many. There really is that many. There's the one player that I've played twice in competition and he's absolutely battered me both times, and I mean battered me, and that was Jordan Shepard. Um, so he'd mm. be up there, but I've only overplayed him a couple of times in competitions. But yeah. th- th- there's, there's, there's loads. There really is loads. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's I will a, say, um, when I first signed for Shobnall from the gate, I, um, <laughs> when I first played with John, I couldn't play around John because he just used to give me that much stick and put that much pressure on me. Whether it was playing against him, playing doubles with him. In fact, still now, when I play doubles with him, it's still in, it's pretty much impossible. I mean, we went to the county finals to set up the tables and I think me and John played Rob and Shaq, first of 21 at doubles. Finished at about 3am. I must have got John... Just off straight on ten blacks, and every ten of them, he's he wants to kill me because he's not straight. <laughs> like he just puts that much pressure on you. But I suppose it's all uh, it's all good fun. Yeah, it's yeah. all good for your improvement, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I know it was a tough question, but I do like to throw in these ones that put you on the spot because that's what we're here for. Um, Rob has written in again, and he's asked to Kyle, I believe. Do you think John should get more appreciation from clubs for what he has done for Paul locally, like Free Paul? Um, I'm going to answer it honest. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Um, I think he did get the appreciation off Corn when he got free table over there, uh, when he was obviously playing a lot more. I think in terms of the break room... Or Potters. I don't really know how they could just give it to John being as he doesn't play anymore. And obviously if it, I don't know, I don't know really know what he could offer to them unless he he come back full time, which is I know that's something a lot of people in Burton don't want to see because of how talented he is. Yeah. Like he's got silly, silly talent. The fact that he doesn't play and he'll just he'll just take clearance after clearance out and he plays once a week. He's a joke. I think yeah, outrageous. Joke. Yeah, he is a joke. But obviously, if it was for me, I would say yeah. I would say it'd be brilliant to get John free table, and then he plays every t- like every day. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I just don't know how them clubs could just do that when he doesn't play. Yeah, of course that's it's a fair answer. It's an honest answer, and that's what that's what we want. We didn't want you, you know, sugarcoating it. So no, that's good. Um, 
one final question, really, unless unless anyone does write in in the next couple of minutes. Um, as you said earlier, Paul, Paul is very much, there's a lot of clubs now, a lot of pubs have closed over the years, um, sadly. Over your time, obviously, you, you've, you know, you've been playing 38 years. What's your favourite venue that you've ever played in that's not a club or that's not somewhere like Bread? Jolly Colliers, New all hands down. Don't even have to think about that no. one. That's a great, straight away, great answer. <laughs> that's put me on some serious spot. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, if you don't answer within a split second, you're in trouble. I think it's got... So, Can you repeat the question? Can it be, does the Belmont fit in the category? That's a club, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's a one-table setup, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's a one-pool table setup yeah. downstairs. It's a pub environment, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah... It had to be the Belmont then. I mean, I've, we've just started in the Colville League this year and Rob, Sheck, Paul know how much I dislike being out of my comfort zone in terms of like plenty of room and some of the pubs that we have had to go to. I won't mention names because I won't dig out the pub like that, but it's a little bit uneasy, <laughs> Yeah, I have to say. No, that's fair enough. That's... Paul, that was a very fast answer. Um, the best venue has ever been round here. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. When, how, how long when, when Boris and that? Margaret had it years ago, um, it, it was a great venue with great teams. Um, not just like one great team. It was like, you know, teams on Wednesdays and Thursdays and they were all, they were all just brilliant teams. And brilliant table, brilliant pool, everything about it. I just loved it there. Without doubt, I've got fond memories of that. It's... Uh, shame that you don't get pubs like that anymore. Yeah, of course. Closely followed by the joiners. Um, I spent a lot of time at the joiners, but uh, since then that's obviously changed hands. Things change and everything else. So uh, times change. But no, I don't have to think about that. Jolly Colliers was. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even finish the question. So <laughs> no, fair play. Um, one last message from Rob. He said, uh, "For your answer, Kyle, I'm proud of you as a person as much as a player." So there you go. He's grinning, Rob. He's loving that. <laughs> No, good stuff. Um, we're going to wrap it up shortly. I've just got a couple of uh, couple of things left to do. What I'll do is I've got a couple of shout-outs that I need to make at the end of the show, but I'm going to give you two the opportunity now if you want to shout-out to anyone, whether it be sponsors, um, friends that you play with, you can shout-out now and then we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Yeah, I'd just like to thank my five sponsors. I mean, this is putting me on the spot now, remembering them. Um, obviously, firstly, Potters, um, BJP Electrical, Sustax, Ace Golf Challenge and Springfield Sports Bar. They're my five sponsors for the year. Brilliant. There you go. Thank you for all the work that you do for Kyle. Paul? Uh, I'd be here all night and I'd forget somebody. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, been, it's too many people over the years. It's, um, you know, I'd rather shout out to some that are no longer with us anymore that I've played with over the years that I think get forgotten about as great players, such as like Mick Shipley. Uh, Gary Milner plays like that, which you know I've got fond memories from years ago. Yeah, of course. Uh, and they get forgot about now because of all the players coming through, obviously. Mm. Okay, fair play. Um, Kyle Sheck said I have to get this in before we finish, so I'm going to I'm going to quickly get this in. Um, he said, "Please find time to say this." So, um, we're away to Connie Club next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> it's um, it's. Quite a rundown club, which 
is very close to being a B&B hotel, <laughs> which have a couple of pool tables, and they send us there every week to play. And it's the day before I go to Wainapa with four of my mates. So just to get me in the right mood, I'm going there again next week. Cheers, Shaq. Fantastic. Yeah, he, lo- he loves that, Shaq. He's smiling, so all is good. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do my shout-outs quickly. So first of all, we've got um, a shout-out to Mark Smith, who obviously does the promoting during the week for Chalk Talk um, here with Microbrew Radio. So appreciate the work you do, Mark. If anyone wants to visit his website for Q Sports, it's www.ukworldqsports.com. And uh, also, there is a shout-out for a money match. If you do have any money matches coming up, anyone that's listening and you want them shouting out and you want them to be advertised, please get in touch. We'll happily advertise them for you. Um, So this one is on the 8th of July at the break room, and it's between Adam Wright and Josh Roberts. Um, Currently at a £400 pot, but no doubt it will will rise and there is Daz Hibbard who we had on the show last week refereeing that game um, gents it's been amazing to have you on you've obviously won so much over the years you'll continue to do so no doubt um, you know the work you do in Paul is brilliant and with the game rising it'll be great to have you back on the show at some point whether it be individually I know you know Kyle it's not really your thing but <laughs> it, if you fancy it at any time it's always there for you um, it's been brilliant to have you both on and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us, Dave. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you very much. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.